Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, this is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AOA, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us and letting us be part of your day. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Well, this is quite a show, I must admit. I have a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings uh, running through me right now as I uh, wrap up my career with this, my final live broadcast. We do have a recorded show for you tomorrow on Christmas Eve, my annual visit with author Ace Collins on the stories behind our favorite Christmas songs. But uh, today really wraps it up for me, and um, I'm going to look back and I'm going to look ahead. I'm going to talk a little bit later with uh, a guy that was there and helped get me started, quite frankly, in uh, in farm broadcasting, Mike Perrine. He and I uh, worked together back in the 70s, and he's been a big part of my career throughout. And going to go back and kind of explain how I got started in a business that I had no intention of getting into because I didn't even know there was such a thing as farm broadcasting. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And then I'm going to talk with my uh, my current boss, uh, the guy who made AOA come to life. It was he had the idea to get this thing going. Lance Knudsen will be joining me. We'll we'll go back and kind of tell you the story of how this came about and then look ahead to where the show is going to be heading. So all that coming up on today's program. But, you know, throughout my career, uh, I've covered a lot of stories and my goal has been to promote agriculture and to try to inform producers and to educate non-farmers about where their food comes from and and uh, help them understand what goes into producing their food. So that's taken me a lot of different directions, covered a lot of different topics. But one topic to me is, has stood out throughout my whole career and one that I've probably been the most involved in and the most passionate about, and that is the ethanol industry. I, I'm old enough to remember when we called it gasohol. I remember the industry really getting started. I, I remember sitting in meetings as uh, farmers got together and tried to decide whether to take the, the risk on investing their money into uh, ethanol plants and the daunting challenge of taking on the, uh, the oil industry. And to watch that industry take off and grow the way it has, I think it's one of the great stories in, in agriculture and in our country's history. And I think it's often underreported and certainly underappreciated. So I, what I've tried to do, especially in these years since I've had a, a national platform, is to try to lend, uh, as best I could, a, a national voice to the industry. And along the way, I've met so many wonderful people. And one of those is uh, my first guest today, who I wanted to be on this, my final program. That's Jeff Cooper, president and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association. And Jeff, welcome to the show one more time. And again, thank you for your friendship and for your great leadership and the ethanol industry. Really appreciate you being with us. Well, good morning, Mike, and, and thank you for having me, and, and Merry Christmas. And and this is a bittersweet day. I know it's a, a bittersweet day for you, but it's <clears throat> it's also a bittersweet day for me and, and certainly for all of your listeners. Uh, we are really going to miss hearing your friendly voice uh, on the radio each morning. Uh, I'm going to miss our conversations both on, on the air and off the air, uh, but we, of course, wish you all the best in your retirement and, and wish you well in the next chapter of your life and, and certainly hope uh, to, to stay in touch with you um, as you move into that next chapter. So thanks again for having me, Mike, and let me say what an honor it is for me to be on your last live show. Um, I hate to think about this being the last time that I get to do your show with, with you on the mic. Um, and like you said, I mean, you, there are very few people that have done as much as you have over the years to inform and educate your listeners, um, including those in, in uh, you know, non-rural audiences, non-farm audiences, uh, uh, you know, people in, in suburbia and, and urban listeners that don't know anything about uh, ethanol or what we do in our industry. You really have given voice to, to our industry, uh, to the farmers that built our industry, as you mentioned, and I just want to say thank you to to you know thank you uh, for that and and uh, the, you know that comes uh, from from the bottom of our heart and, and comes from a, a a grateful industry. Well, I appreciate that working with uh, your predecessor Bob Deneen and and so many others. It, it's been just a a great 
privilege for me and an honor for me to be part of that. And to, as I said, to see what this industry has accomplished, I mean, no one gave it much of a chance. And now to be providing uh, 10% of the nation's fuel supply and hopefully more in the future and to overcome and deal with all the challenges this industry has, including the latest EPA's new auto emission standards, not uh, really giving yeah. the opportunity to ethanol that it, it should. Uh, it's just been one thing after another, but this industry is so resilient and has accomplished so much. It, it is, and, and, and it has. And I, and I think, as you mentioned in the opening, um, that is often underreported. I, I think people forget uh, that this industry started from nothing uh, about four decades ago. So when you, when you first went on the air in, in Illinois, um, this, this industry was, was uh, really non-existent. And, and here we are uh, four-plus decades later, and we have built a powerhouse of an industry. We have more than 200 ethanol plants across the country. We are supporting more than 300,000 jobs. Uh, we have spurred all sorts of new economic activity and, and opportunities in, in communities that were you know, being left behind, uh, quite frankly. So uh, it, it has been amazing for, for me to witness in the 20 years that I've been in the industry, uh, the incredible development that, that we've made. And, and I know uh, you share that sentiment. We've, we, you've seen the ethanol industry grow and change and, and mature, and, and you've seen us go through policy battles and, and constant fights with big oil and scuffles with the environmental groups. Um, and you've been there for our big wins too, Mike, I, I, whether we're talking about the RFS-1 or RFS-2, getting E15, the emergence of the export market. Um, you know, it's, you've been able to do play-by-play -play for all those major developments and, and really had a front row seat. And, and again, we just can't thank you enough for helping to share that, that news and, and, uh, and insight uh, with, with, a, uh, you know, with, a, with a diverse audience. It's always been a product and an industry that's just made sense to me. It's just been a win-win-win, and it's frustrated me that more people haven't realized that, including in our own government. But to see what's been accomplished as far as achieving energy independence and cleaning the air and providing jobs and economic boosts to rural America and providing markets for farmers, it's just been such a tremendous story, and I've enjoyed being a part of part of it and getting to report on it. Uh, Jeff, again, thank you so very, very much. Keep up the good work. I'll be watching. I'll be listening. And um, maybe we'll get together next summer and enjoy a Cardinals game, okay? Well, that, that next Cardinals game is on me, Mike. Uh, I would be happy to do that. And, and again, we wish you all the best and, and uh, all the success in, in the next chapter of your life and, and hope, to stay, uh, hope to stay in touch with you. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Merry Christmas. Jeff Cooper, President and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association. So this uh, career that I'm winding up today started some uh, almost 48 years ago, local radio in, in Jacksonville, Illinois. And as I said earlier, had no plans of uh, farm broadcasting being my career because I, I did not grow up listening to farm broadcasters. I grew up listening to sports and music on the radio. So that's what I wanted to get into. And I did. But then a door opened for farm broadcasting. And the guy that helped open that door is going to join us next. Mike Perrine will join us as I look back on this, my final uh, broadcast of AOA. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. Every Tuesday, we'll be sitting around the table, sponsored by CHS. Join us and learn how CHS creates the vital connections that empower agriculture, helping farmers and ranchers like you succeed. We'll hear from different voices from throughout the cooperative system, sharing stories about how good things happen when people work together. Join us around the table every Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Mike Steenhook, Executive Director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. I guess the latest is we have some members of Congress getting into this and asking for some funding for these locks and dams. Well, the good news is when with the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act that was signed into law by the president on November 15th, that's going to provide a sizable amount of money for a variety of projects, including locks and dams. 
but there's nowhere is it guaranteed that that funding for lock demands will go to some of these specific projects that have been lingering for years, particularly on the upper Mississippi River. The good news is, again, we've got the funding, but now the, the next step is to make sure it gets allocated to some specific projects. And that's what a bipartisan group of senators, 11 total, 41 members of the House of Representatives, they're very happy to see this bipartisan, bicameral expression of support for these specific projects. It's all part of this broader effort to improve the upper Mississippi River and Illinois River system. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Adams on Agriculture prides itself on bringing top leaders in the egg industry right to your radio speakers. AOA wants to continue that conversation right to your fingertips. Follow AOA on Twitter at AOA underscore talk show and Mike Adams himself at the handle Mike Adams Egg. You will receive real-time highlights of the show and keep up with which convention or industry meeting AOA is attending. That's AOA underscore talk show and Mike Adams Egg. We hope to see you online. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. You're listening to AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. So as I wrap up this uh, broadcasting career that has been so good to me, um, and you may hear me from time to time uh, filling in. If Mike Pearson needs uh, a break here or there, I'll be glad to step in. If they uh, want to give me a call, I'll, I told Mike I'll, I'll, I'll be at the other end of the phone and we'll try to figure out how to do it because I'll probably forget some of this. So uh, they can talk me through it. So maybe I'll do some in the future. But for now, anyway, this is my last one, and it really is got me thinking about how this started and it goes back to 1974 when I started working in local radio in Jacksonville, Illinois, where I'm at right now. And um, as I said, I didn't know anything about farm broadcasting, didn't even know there was farm broadcasting. So I didn't listen to any farm broadcasters. When I, as I was growing up, I listened to sports, <laughs> mostly Cardinals baseball and, and music on the radio. So I thought, okay, I knew I wanted to get into radio. So I thought, DJing and sports announcing, that would be my radio career. And when I started out, that was my radio career. I was a DJ and did a lot of sports announcing. Enjoyed it, but just felt like there was something more I wanted to do and be able to get out and do more. And because I uh, grew up working, not living on, but working on a grain and livestock farm, that was uh, my background. And I look back now and, and see it was the greatest education I could have had because it taught me so many things that would help me throughout this career. And um, so I'm at this at the radio station and they're starting to do more and more farm programming. A guy by the name of Mike Perrine was the farm director and he was starting to expand it. And uh, I kind of understood a little bit what he was talking about and it got me interested. And I was working the board, running the, the equipment for his shows and and kind of started talking to him about some of the things going on. And Mike probably figured out, well, here's a way to get somebody to work cheap and to do some of the work that he didn't want to do. So he, he invited me into the uh, farm department and the station, even though it was a small market radio station, had big market ideas and, uh, and uh, really looking to expand and offered me a full-time position in the farm department. Uh, so I, I jumped at that chance and so it was off and running. <laughs> that was about 1976 or so. Mike Prime, farm broadcaster, joins me now. Mike, 
thanks for being with me on this uh, final show. You were you were there with me at the beginning, so I thought you should be with me here at the as I wrap things up. Thank you for all of your help over the years. I guess uh, uh, you're very welcome. I I shouldn't say I guess you're very welcome. I will say you are very welcome, Mike. And as I've said many times before on the air and off the air as well, I'm very proud uh, of everything that you have accomplished. I think you have done uh, very, very, very well. And uh, I can't I can't help but bring up again something you and I have talked about a long time ago. When you were my assistant in Jacksonville, and if you went to a local meeting at that time, there were a lot of farm meetings at night. All of the uh, the FSs had separate, separate county offices, and they'd have an annual meeting. And PCA, which is now Farm Credit, of course, had a meeting. Land Bank had a meeting. We went to all of these meetings, and if I couldn't go and you were there, you told me one time, everybody says, where's Mike? When, when am I going to be able to uh, be on my own? And I said, well, when you get uh, better than I am. Well, you are, and you have, and, of course, uh, You've never tooted your own horn, and I will say that uh, I think you do take after me from that standpoint because I've always figured it was better to let somebody else do it. But, uh, you know, you're a past president of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting, uh, elected to the NAFB Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, and, uh, uh, and you've done well. I will say this, though, Mike, I think you are much too young to retire. Now, I've told you that before because I'm uh, 13 years older than you are, and we've laughed about this, but uh, we did work together in Jacksonville for several years, and uh, uh, we needed some help in the farm department. Uh, the boss was good enough to say, okay, who do you want? And you and I had gotten acquainted, and our backgrounds were really pretty similar, even though I'd been in radio for quite a while at that point. I had not been in farm broadcasting. Uh, until, oh, about two years, I guess, before you joined me. And I didn't live on a farm either. Uh, my grandparents farmed, and I spent a lot of time out there, as you did with some of your neighbors working on farms. But neither one of us actually were farmers. But uh, I guess we've, we've both done okay over the years. Well, and we've worked together since then and uh, have uh, covered a lot of miles. And, you know, when I look back and I – you had a vision for growing that farm department. And as you said, we, we kind of lived on the road and we did long form programming, which certainly uh, benefited me later when I started doing hour long uh, talk shows and uh, shows like this. So uh, I, I look back and see that the things we were doing then would help me later on in my career. And I think that's one thing, Mike, you and I have talked about this a lot. This business has changed a lot. Technology has changed a lot. There's been all kinds of uh, mergers, and, and it's just not the same as it used to be. But one thing that is the same, and you always taught me this, it's the people, it's the relationships, it's getting out and knowing your audience and them knowing you, and uh, that's still what this is all about. It is indeed, Mike. And one thing that hasn't changed, and it goes right along with what you're saying, uh, are interviews. And I've always hung my hat on it, and that's how you started as well. And if we didn't do an interview, you talked about long form. If we didn't do an interview that was at least seven, ten minutes, we didn't think we'd done anything, well, that's changed with the exception of your program and a few others because most are a lot shorter now. But uh, people uh, still want to hear interviews, and they may not agree with uh, the person that you or I might be interviewing, but they want to hear what they have to say. And uh, uh, I think that keeps radio viable. Uh, I'm very pleased with the way your Adams on Agriculture program uh, has grown uh, since the time that you started it, working with Lance Knudsen and many others there that are doing a, an excellent job. But uh, I, uh, I appreciate being on your show here today and having an opportunity to tell your your audience over several states that uh, uh, you have you've accomplished so much, definitely have been a voice for agriculture, and I think uh, quite honestly you'll continue to as well. Uh, you may change uh, things that you're doing and be retired. I'm semi-retired as well, but uh, still uh, need to find something to do once in a while. So I'm sure we'll continue to hear from you on occasion. 
Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I took from local radio, and you and I are both strong supporters and believers in local radio, but I tried to take the local radio concepts to a national level, uh, and that meant going out and, and doing the remotes that we did on the local level. I, I just took that to the national level and if, uh, and believe that's the way you do good programming, good radio programming, be out uh, where things are happening. And the other thing that, you know, when I look back, one of the things you and I always stressed was we weren't the experts. Our job was to get the experts on the air and let them right. share their expertise. And I, I, I still believe in that. I do too, Mike. And, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, we hear so much about anymore. Uh, there's, there's such a difference between a reporter. It didn't have to be farm. It can be any, anything but a reporter and a commentator. And too many people, in my opinion anymore, on the air are commentators. And as you just said, uh, I've always felt like people don't need to know my opinion. Uh, now, once in a while, it is going to creep in because you and I both know that we can have people on the air that we want to. And uh, the old saying goes that the person that agrees with me is a learned person. But uh, by the same token, uh, I do think that uh, it's better to let your guest, uh, to, uh, you know, say what they want to say, because that's why you have them on the air. We want to hear from them, not from us. Well, Mike, again, I want to thank you for everything. Uh, as I've often told you and others, uh, you, you taught me a lot about what to do and what not to do. <laughs> and you mentioned me not being old enough to retire. Well, you know what I always tell people? That's why I hang around people like you older than me it makes me look younger so uh again thanks yeah. a lot for everything mike and really really appreciate it look forward to uh staying in close touch with you moving forward thanks thank you very much and merry christmas to you and patty take care thanks mike one of my mentors and really the guy that uh, opened the door for me uh to get into farm broadcasting mike perrine uh from many many years ago when we were in the local radio here in Jacksonville, Illinois. Well, my next guest opened another door for me to help me wrap up my career, Lance Knudsen. I got a call from him one time when I was trying to figure out how I was going to wrap up my career, and he had a he had this idea to, to start a, a national talk show, start it from scratch. That was pretty intriguing, the thought of uh, being able to build something from the ground floor of building it up. Little did we know how much work that uh, would entail. Well, we soon found out, but... I think the end product has proven it to be a good project and worthwhile. At least we hope you think so. We're going to talk about the, how AOA got started and where it's going. That's coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. Progressive Farmer knows you need content delivered on multiple platforms, so it's available when you want it. That's why we've created our weekly podcast, Field Posts, to bring you convenient and easy-to-listen-to interviews on key topics and trends. Join me, Sarah Mock, as I interview some of agriculture's best thoughts. You'll have a front-row seat to learn what's happening in agriculture today. You can view our library of podcasts and upcoming topics by going to dtnpf.com backslash field posts. As 2021 draws to a close, we look forward to 2022. Everyone at Growmark and their many FS member companies wish you and your family a happy holiday season and a prosperous new year. COVID-19 has continued to be a major challenge for everyone this year, along with some weather frustrations, but for farmers, much higher grain prices. This year, FS has supported farmers in many ways and will continue to do so in 2022. Happy New Year from FS. FS, bringing you what's next. You're listening to AOA. I'm Kirsten Rall. Concerns over dry conditions in Southern America and tensions between Russia and the Ukraine have provided support to the markets. The dry conditions in the U.S. Southern Plains and the extended forecast calling for below normal precipitation looking ahead. The extent of the recent storm damage also has not been penciled in. Northwest U.S. wheat regions have been receiving precipitation lately. U.S. ethanol production declining slightly last week but remains well above the pace needed to reach the current 5.25 billion bushels USDA annual forecast. 
For futures on the Board of Trade, the March corn contract trading a penny and a half cent higher at 6.03 and three quarters. The May contract up a penny and a fraction at 6.05 and a fraction of a cent. For soybeans, the March contract up a half cent at 13.35 and a half cent. November up three and a fraction at 12.66 and a half cent. For wheat, Chicago wheat March up three and a half cent at 8.17 and a fraction. Kansas City wheat March up five and three quarters at 8.59 and a half cent. Minneapolis spring wheat March up two at 10.29 and three quarters. The May contract trading two cents higher at 10.22 and a fraction of a cent. For livestock, the cash cattle market is quiet heading into the last trading day of the week. It is likely the bulk of this week's trade is done with other than some light cleanup that may develop. Cattle left on show list are priced at $138. For live cattle on the Board of Trade, the February contract trading 37 cents higher at 137.75, April up 40 at 142.52. For feeder cattle, March up 27 at 162.20, April up 35 at 165.90. Lean hogs, the February contract trading 20 cents higher at 83.55, April up 17 at 86.87. The markets are closed tomorrow for Christmas. You're listening to AOA. I'm Kirsten Rawl. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. So as I wrap up this career, um, I think back to so many people I've worked with over the years. I have been just so fortunate to have worked with so many talented people throughout my career. And I just want to say thanks to all of them. I've enjoyed it and they've helped me so much and <laughs> made me sound better than I, than I could have otherwise. And uh, all those people that uh, work behind the scenes, especially uh, in radio that uh, go unnoticed oftentimes, uh, I, I appreciate all of you. And then uh, I want to thank the affiliate stations that I've been on over the years too. Um, you could do the best programming in the world. And if no one carries it, no one hears it. So uh, I, I'm a strong believer in, uh, in local radio and the radio stations that have carried my show. I, I just say, thank you so very, very much, especially those that when we started AOA, um, you know, it was a brand new show. It had never been on the air. And I called some radio stations and they said, yes, we'll, we'll carry it. Hadn't heard it, but they they were going to carry it. And that meant a lot to me that they trusted me to do that. Um, So I want to go back to how this this came about. A few years ago, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be the last part of my broadcast career. And I was weighing a lot of different things. And I get a call from a guy named Lance Knudsen in North Dakota. And I knew Lance kind of, not real well, but kind of through National Association of Farm Broadcasting. So I had an idea who he was, but I... He calls me and says, you know, asks if I'd be interested in working uh, with him and, and creating a new show. And I thought, now, wait a minute. Um, I don't think I'm going to move to North Dakota. I've seen winters in North Dakota. It's a beautiful state. I have a, I have friends there, but I, I, you know, I've also seen their winters. And I'm thinking, and plus, I wasn't going to leave the grandkids here in Illinois anyway. But so I thought, yeah, this isn't ever, there won't be anything to this. So this was in a, in December. And uh, I said, what? Let's talk after the holidays. And I can still remember I'm out walking in mid-January and I can still remember the spot where I was walking up this hill, kind of huffing and puffing to get up it. And and Lance 
calls again and we start talking some more and the next thing i know we're creating a whole new show he joins me now lance knudsen with the american ag network lance thank you for being with us and thanks for that phone call well thanks mike um it was uh you know, I, I knew that you wanted to finish your career, you know, still uh, in radio for a few more years. And uh, I thought it was a great opportunity to keep uh, just a real heavy, uh, good agricultural contented type show. And um, I couldn't think anybody better to start this with. Uh, it's been a privilege and an honor to work with you the last, uh, well, almost four years, really. And, um, you know, when I called, I was like, "I'm gonna." it's a long shot. He can tell me no. And uh, I chuckled to myself, but I'm, I'm not that kind of person to take no. And uh, But I still figured he could say no again if he had to. And uh, I'll never forget, I called you again on January 8th. I have it wrote down. Uh, I don't even have to look at my notes. And, uh, and you said, why not? I, I did a little checking on you, called around, and he goes, I can't find one person to say anything bad about you, which uh, was a surprise to me. But... Uh, Anyway, from there, uh, we started to build the show, and I don't think anybody could have done what we've done. Uh, you know, corporate America sure couldn't have. Uh, you know, we had this thing on by March 5th. A lot of growing pains. Even this last oh, yeah. year, we put in uh, a lot of new technologies into our company and, and have invested. And, it, you know, we've never quit learning, Mike. It was amazing to think from just an idea that we were kicking around between ourselves to six weeks later, we're going on the air and uh, little did we know how much work would be involved. And as you said, it, it's been a growing process. We've continued to add and, and update and improve. But I remember you said we went on the air Monday, March 5th. I remember that weekend right ahead of it. I still didn't have my equipment. <laughs> I was waiting for it to come. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how are we going to go on the air Monday morning? But it, it showed up and we got on the air and uh, it, you know, it's been an amazing ride in just uh, just short of four years now. You know, uh, we cut it close on some things, uh, but, th you know, maybe that's the fun of all this uh, this experience. Um, but I just feel, you know, uh, uh, you know, as a farmer, I don't think people know that about me. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we could continue uh, in broadcasting, agricultural broadcasting specifically, to keep delivering good content to the American uh, farmers and ranchers out there being I'm a farmer, too. And, uh, and I just knew that, you know, uh, I, I could sense it, you know, and some folks I talked to, you weren't quite ready to, to, uh, you know, maybe be done. And, um, you know, for you to, uh, take a chance on me and, uh, and believe in what we were going to do, uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's really worked out well. Uh, like I say, we've had some problems along the way. I'm thankful for our affiliates for, uh, you know, uh, tolerating some, uh, glitches along the way. Uh, but I think now we're probably in about the best situation we've ever been in with our equipment. Uh, and um, I don't think we're going to have the problems we've had in the past. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a, you know, you don't realize until you actually try to build one of these things how much work it actually is, Mike. Well, two things really stand out to me. One is you, you stressed what you wanted, which was what I wanted, and that was to have a show heavy on content. And uh, that's what we've always strive for and i know you're going to continue we'll talk about that a little bit later with with mike pearson the new host uh but the other thing was lance you said to me i trust you i'm not going to tell you who to put on or what you should do i trust you and your contacts that you'll get the right people on and i can't tell you after all the years in radio uh, you know that's pretty rare to have someone say that your boss say to you you just do it. I trust you to do it the right way. That meant a lot to me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a broadcaster. I'm a farmer uh, and um, I'm, I'm in management. And so uh, who am I going to tell you how to do your, your show? And uh, I just knew that, you know, your years of experience. Uh, I mean, I have years of experience in, in a different part of radio, uh, but I also know what I like to hear. And I, I've always liked everything out of everything you've ever uh, done with, a, with these ag shows. And so... Um, I don't like to micromanage on top of it. Uh, you know, I, I do the best I can to find great people and then not micromanage because who wants that? Uh, a guy like you, Mike, all I would do is hold you back with your ability. Uh, and, and the same way with uh, Mike Pearson and uh, several other people in our offices that, uh, um, you know, get better people and smarter people and step back and let them go to work. And, and it's been an honor and a privilege to be that lucky to find these people. And you're one of them. 
And it's been gratifying, Lance, along the way. We started off with that handful of stations that took a chance on us. And then once we got established and people heard the show and, and heard what it was about, then more and more stations started joining us. And I know you're looking, I think it'll continue to grow into the future. Yeah, you know, I think the first year we went on with 17 stations. I believe we're up to 42 or 3 uh, plus uh, uh, satellite radio and um but it's, it's the local radio, and that's where I'm a true believer. I grew up with that. Uh, I grew up with listening to networks like, uh, like yours, uh, in the, and I grew up with local radio. And it's these local radio stations, these local affiliates um, that, that are going to keep these shows successful. And I can't thank those folks enough for, uh, for helping us out, being patient with us. Uh, they're a big part of, uh, and the audience, by the way. Um, you know, we can't thank those folks enough. But, and we're going to continue to give them what they want. Um, I myself think that, uh, um, you know, there's just no better medium to, uh, to uh, you know, reach people with information than what we're doing right here on radio. And uh, I'm a huge believer in it. And we're radio station owners ourselves. And, and um, it's just, uh, and being a farmer, uh, I understand it. And uh, I'm here to, uh, you know, keep building and, make, and hopefully do the right things for our affiliates as well as our listeners, our farmers and ranchers. Well, as I said, it's one thing to have the idea, but the other thing to make it to all come together. And uh, it took a lot of support and faith by you because, I mean, you're writing the checks, you're buying equipment and doing all this. And uh, so it, that was your vision that this could work out. And it has. So I, I'm very happy for you. You took this chance. You came up with the idea and approached me with it. And I am I'm glad that uh, I was able to be your uh, kind of your partner in this uh, and, and get this going. Well, you know, it was an honor, too, that, uh, you know, you were inducted into the NAFB Hall of Fame uh, under um, our, so our organization, which was a huge privilege, uh, something you well deserved a couple of years ago. So, you know, uh, it, it just it, it means a lot. I, I mean, I'm emotional like you today because uh, um, you could easily said no. This could easily have went south is what people would say. Uh, farmers and ranchers, you know, hey, this idea went south on me. Uh, but it didn't. And, you know, there were some pains there, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, writing checks and no income coming in. I mean, they're like everybody, when you start something, it's, it's, it can be a tough road. And, and you know, now things are, are very stable and well. And uh, I think we'll continue to grow, um, especially uh, with, uh, you know, your, uh, I know you and I have talked, you're going to pay attention to our show still and maybe consult a little on the side. And uh, if we need a fill, and I know you've said from time to time, if we need a little bit of help here and there, it's not like... Uh, uh, the great thing about what's going on between me and you is uh, you're retiring and we're still buddies. And that's really important to me is to still have a great relationship with you. Yeah. And this retirement decision wasn't a, a sudden one by any means. Uh, it was a year ago, August, so August of, of, uh, of 2020. Uh, I think we were in Iowa at the time and you said, how much longer are you going to stay with us and i said let's go to the end of 2021 so it, it's been that long uh in the process we we knew it was coming and it's kind of hard for me to believe now that it's here that it, that it has come and that so i have all these mixed feelings and thoughts uh i want to take a break here and when we come back i want to get a few more comments from you lance on where the show's going next as we hand it off to mike pearson i know he's going to do a great job and we're going to talk about that and what you see for the future of aoa and then i'll come back with some some final thoughts on this, uh, my, my final live broadcast of AOA, wrapping up a nearly 48-year career. And I know a lot of people have asked, what are you going to do? Um, and I'm, I'm just anxious to see what God has planned for me next. And um, I'm sure there's some exciting things ahead. So just be doing something different moving forward. But this, this has been a wonderful opportunity. Thank you for being with us here on this, my final broadcast. We'll come back with some final thoughts. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. What do Mick Jagger, Barbara Walters, and Star Jones all have in common? They've all suffered from something called heart valve disease. Heart valve disease affects 11 million Americans, and if left untreated, can lead to death. Unfortunately, less than one in four Americans have much knowledge of this disease that kills more than 25,000 people every year. 
The good news is that if heart valve disease is treated, patients can recover and live long, happy, and productive lives. But in order to treat heart valve disease, you need to know if you have it. If you or your loved ones are over the age of 65, have been treated with radiation to the chest, have been diagnosed with a heart murmur, or have a history of heart disease, it's time to listen to your heart. Ask your doctor today about screening for heart valve disease. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice US. For more information about the symptoms and treatment for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. 54. So, basically, it's too late to start saving for retirement, right? Not right. Starting to save, even in your 50s, can really make a difference. Well, right now, saving seems hard to wrap my head around. Plus, with the way this year's been going... <laughs> hey, listen. It's okay. You still got this. Just go to aceyourretirement.org. It's an online tool from AARP that can help you get your retirement savings on track, no matter your age. It's free and only takes about three minutes. I like three minutes. Yeah. At aceyourretirement.org, you'll chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach. Just answer a few questions and you'll get a personalized plan and tips to help boost your retirement savings. Tips that are easy to understand and tailored to your lifestyle. I like that too. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Just head to aceyourretirement.org and make your plan to start saving for retirement. Thanks. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Each and every day, DTN and progressive farmer editors are posting unique, original content to their website at dtnpf.com bringing you the latest news and information you need for your day-to-day -day business decisions. Their award-winning newsroom covers markets, news, and weather, while also providing insights on crops, cattle, equipment technology, and more. You'll find innovative topics like, would you plant soybeans in December? Experiments look at the possibility of boosting yields with early planting. Want to save time? Learn how through autonomous machinery systems. Will there be a surge in feed prices in 2021? And what's today's weather forecast for my farm? The editors of DTN and Progressive Farmer are committed to delivering the essential intelligence farmers need every day to help your farm business be more efficient and profitable. Visit DTNPF.com today. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack will start off with the recent biofuels news and the RVO announcements, and you have defended the announcement by EPA. Why? Let's talk about the number of waivers that were denied. And this wasn't just a handful of waivers that were denied. This was over 60 waivers. And the reality is uh, this is an administration that wants a true and accurate renewable fuel standard, one that reflects uh, when they say a certain volume level, they don't undercut it by granting waivers extensively. So I think it sent a strong message that the waiver process of the Trump administration was not going to be followed. 2020 was a pretty interesting year from a pandemic perspective and a, a transportation perspective. And so this is a number, uh, taking a look at the numbers that for those two years, is a reflection of what happened out there in the countryside because of the pandemic. Uh, and certainly understandable, we had to make adjustments in a lot of different places. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Nothing offers an opportunity to bond and give thanks quite like breaking bread together. This is especially true as we welcome our troops back home and keep those who are still stationed overseas in our hearts. Hi, I'm Gary Sinise. Since 2011, the Gary Sinise Foundation's Serving Heroes program has shown gratitude to our nation's defenders and their families by serving up nearly 500,000 hearty classic American meals at travel hubs and military locations. And now, together with our friends at Bob Evans Farms and their Our Farm Salutes program, we will help to provide even more meals nationwide, offering our defenders a taste of home and the feeling of togetherness around the table. Help us show America's gratitude through food and fellowship. Look for the Bob Evans Our Farm Salutes purple packaging at your grocery store and visit ourfarmsalutes.com to learn more. While we can never do enough to support the men and women who serve together, we can make a difference, bite by bite. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. 
And welcome back as I wrap up uh, my uh, broadcast career here on AOA. We'll have a recorded show for you tomorrow for Christmas Eve, um, talking with author Ace Collins about the stories behind some of our favorite Christmas songs. That's kind of a tradition that I've done for several years. And then Monday, Mike Pearson takes over the show. Lance Knudsen's with me. Uh, he's, uh, he's the boss here for us at the American Ag Network, and uh, he is the guy that approached me with the idea of starting – this show and Lance, I know that uh, you're excited. I'm excited to see where this show goes from here. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm really excited too. Uh, Mike Pearson is uh, just a great guy. He's got a, a you know obviously experience for being on the radio. Uh, he's got uh, um, he's a speaker. Uh, he's been on this, you know, he's on with Max Armstrong once a week, uh, you know, Thursdays there they tape, I know, and uh, over the weekend he's on in, in agribusiness, uh, this week in agribusiness, and, but it was an exhausting search. It took a while to get to that point to the, find the right person that is going to keep the show the way we want it. Uh, you, you've been instrumental, and I, and I have both gone over many times. We don't want changes in the show, uh, or we want very little, and we want to keep, uh, keep the heavy content uh, that you and I have established, uh, strong guests, and uh, Mike Pearson, I think, can fit that bill, Mike. Yeah, I, I wish him well. He he has a lot of contacts. He'll make more. Um, uh, he's known in ag circles. He's got a ag background <laughs> from a uh, you know the production side of it as well as the journalism side of it. So he he can speak to both sides, uh, and that's the key moving forward. And I certainly wish Mike well, and look forward to uh, watching this show continue to grow, Lance. And uh, I wish you and 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 Mike and everyone involved uh, all the best moving forward. And again. Just want to say thank you for this opportunity. Well, and I appreciate that. And and I know, um, you know, uh, I know we were getting down close to the wire. I know you were like, who's going to be the guest? Who's going to be the guest? It was a, a tedious uh, journey for me to figure out who is going to be the next person, as I stated. But I have to state it again because it was so hard to find that person. And, uh, you know, the other thing, Mike... Uh, you know, you and I are older. Uh, no offense, I'm not as old as you, but uh, <laughs> but he's going to bring some of the other aspects of the show, some energy that, you know, that I think yep. that, uh, you know, maybe we've, uh, uh, he's going to probably, you know, uh, be out there uh, with, uh, uh, you know, a few more shows. Uh, we're going to hit some affiliate. Obviously, we're going to go around and see our affiliates and we're going to make uh, make appointments with all our affiliates and get out there and, you uh, and then, of course, find new ones. But he's, he's just that, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with some youth and uh, some of the energy he's brought into this already. Not not that that's nothing against you or me, but it's just, uh, hey, you know, sometimes you need to step aside and, and let some of these new folks come in. And he relates well to farmers and, and younger farmers as well. And I think that's a huge strength. For sure. Well, again, Lance, thank you very much. And I wish you all the best. Thank you, Mike. And I just want to say one more thing. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege uh, I couldn't imagine uh, starting this show with anybody else. Uh, Pearson's going to do a great job. But once again, the listeners, the farmers and ranchers that believe in us uh, and our affiliates, I can't thank those folks enough. Thank you, Mike. You bet. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lance. So as I wrap this up, uh, I find it ironic, very ironic, that after 48 years of making a living with words, that I find myself now at a loss of them to describe my feelings as I retire. Uh, I look back in amazement at the people I've met and the places I've been. I think back to my high school years working on that grain and livestock farm. Without a doubt, those years were great learning years and would pay great dividends for me in ways I could never have imagined. I knew even then I wanted to be on the radio, but didn't even know there was such a thing as farm broadcasting. So when I got into radio, I did uh, sports announcing. I was a DJ. And I enjoyed them, but I did want more. And then the radio stations I mentioned earlier was starting to expand farm programming. And because of my background, it was just a natural fit. And when I was offered that full-time position as assistant farm director, I jumped at it and uh, have never regretted it. Little did I know what would be ahead. Growing up in a very small town in rural Illinois, I could never have imagined that someday I would be standing in the Vatican and talking with the Pope. I could never have imagined I would someday stand in the White House and talk with three U.S. presidents. I could never have imagined I would someday be standing next to Fidel Castro at his compound in Cuba. I could never have imagined I would visit the Great Pyramids in Egypt, the D-Day beaches in Normandy, the Alps in Switzerland, and the Panama Canal. God has indeed opened many doors to me through agriculture. Mostly, though, it has been a great honor to be invited into so many homes, vehicles, and workplaces by listeners over the years. 
It's a special relationship that I value greatly. I've tried and hopefully succeeded in some degree to help farmers be better informed about topics important to them and their operations, and also to inform non-farm people about where their food comes from and the people who produce it for them. While I look forward to seeing what God has planned for me next, I'm extremely grateful for a career that has enabled me to make friends all over the country, even in places I've never been. And I've been hearing from a lot of you, and I just want to say thank you so very, very much. In fact, since the announcement of my retirement, I've heard from people all over the country, and it's reminded me of just how blessed I am. I've also been blessed to work with so many talented people. And again, I want to say thank you for all of your help and your support over the years. I really, really appreciate it. It has been an amazing journey, and I hope I've done some good along the way. And as I head into retirement, I would just sum things up with two words. Thank you. With that, we're going to wrap it up for my last AOA. Again, a reminder, a special Christmas Eve show tomorrow as I talk with author Ace Collins about the stories behind some of our favorite Christmas songs. I always enjoy that that show. It's become a tradition, and many of you have expressed to me how much you enjoy hearing those stories as well. Again, thanks for inviting me in each day. Thanks for letting me be part of your daily uh, schedule, your routine, whether you listen to it live or on podcasts later or wherever you may be. You've let me come into your homes and your vehicles and your workplaces, and you've trusted me to provide you with information that uh, I hope has been helpful to you. And I thank you so very, very much. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a happy and safe holiday season, and much success in the future. Again, thank you for all that you've done for me. God bless you. This is AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. The landscape of media has changed and people are more skeptical than ever about where they get their news and information. While major news outlets show decreasing credibility, your local farm radio station still shows strong marks. In a recent survey, farmers rated information from their farm broadcasters as almost twice as reliable as major news outlets. Farm radio continues to be transparent, honest, and trustworthy. This message brought to you by the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. Trains are everywhere. You should always expect one, even on private property. Only cross tracks at designated crossings that fit your equipment. If you don't fit, don't commit. Whenever you're operating, secure your load, raise your equipment, and avoid getting stuck or causing damage. Minimize distractions. Remember, noisy equipment drowns out the sound of a train. Unless you're crossing, always keep a safe distance from train tracks. Look. Listen. Live. For more info, go to oli.org.